0: Hey everyone welcome to episode sixty-two of connectivity i'm scott thompson i've got two segments for you this week first up is a wii u third party segment uh with myself neil mike zach and patrick and after that is a segment about paper mario sticker star with myself patrick and tyler enjoy
1: Hi, I'm Neil Ronahan and welcome to another fun We You What You Been Playing segment here on Connectivity. Uh with me today we have Mike Sklens, who will tell you all about your mouses and your rabbits. Hey got Scott Thompson, who is blopping zombies, something along those lines. Pretty much. Uh Patrick, who likes to pretend that he's Batman while dressing up in a cape and a cow. And Zach, who is playing Darksiders 2 with a pro controller, because fuck the gamepad.
2: You don't want to hurt the boy, Harvey!
3: At first I thought you said Patrick was dressing up in a cape as a cow. (laughs) cow. cow. Yeah, I got that.
4: I'll have to to emphasize the L whenever I say cow. What what game would that be, Mike? If you had to equate that to something. (laughs) Dude, Worms! Worms Armageddon.
3: I thought it meant you had played both Batman and Funky Farm.
1: You have, Patrick, you played Funky Farm on 3DS, didn't you? I did you? play it on 3DS. You then. probably also played the Wii U version then, too. Probably. Because it's probably
4: just the 3DS have, version. Have you guys looked at the, the community on Miiverse Oh, it's for the best.
1: <laughs> well, how about Rabbids Land? Uh Someone pointed this out during the live stream, that Rabbids Land is just... I, I think it's Destructoid, one of the podcasts or something, where it's just a bunch of people saying things about Willem Dafoe.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking amazing. That's kind of what happened to Funky Barn... Yeah. Is it, F- is it Funky Barn or Funky Farm?
1: Funky, Funky Barn,
3: I think. Funky Barn. That's what happened to Funky Barn is a bunch of trolls kind of just took it over and turned it into like, like if you're on, it's like 4chan kind of. It's like, that's where they put 4chan.
1: Dude, I, I love Miiverse because of what's happening <laughs> with all that stuff. Like the Your Shape stuff with Scott. I checked that, I've checked the your that Your Shape out a few stuff times. is
0: so good. I love Your Shape. I, I, can't help but to post, because it's such a small community that yeah. I love it because things get seen. Like if you post to Mario or Nintendo Land, it's like, it's gone within yeah. five minutes, you know, it's buried. But that community is like 200 people, so I just absolutely love just posting stupid shit yeah. and just getting lots of yes. Yeah, and, uh, and with
1: Madden, with Madden it's funny because it's just a cascade of like, go team go. With like, like I, I, I should just do a count. Like check in every day and just pick like what teams are being counted pack, for. No. There, there were a lot of Packers. There were, I think, I'm trying to think of the teams that I saw a lot. Packers and Bears, uh, representing. Giants, I assume. Oh, Giants, Giants, yes. Uh, there were a lot of depressed Jets fans <laughs> after the game last week. Um,
2: I mean, a lot of the big teams that you would expect. Um, they might have been depressed, but they had to uh, be impressed by. Exactly how much they suck that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, they, I mean, Madden's Guys, cool Guys, I'm never
3: impressed by how much Tebow can suck. Uh, <laughs> he's not even playing. Um, That's how much he sucks.
1: Um, but Madden, like, they have, like, you know, this cascade of Go Team Go, and then occasionally someone will ask a question about the game, and then you'll see it go down, and then that person will comment on their comment being like, Does anyone know this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone's too busy about being like, Go Team Go!
1: Rah, rah,
2: rah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, Meverse is such an interesting, like, social experiment. It's yeah. great going from channel to channel and really just seeing what you find. Like, I had no idea this, this stuff was going on in Funky Bar, but I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, and the Rabbit's Land stuff is also classic. Oh yeah, yeah, Rabbit's Land, yeah. I gotta check that out just too. Just a bunch
1: of Willem Dafoe. And, I mean, Willem Dafoe's pretty rad, so.
0: I'm, I'm just surprised that they let you, I mean, I know, cause people ask, like, is this game worth buying, but I'm surprised they let you comment in it without having yeah. played the game. I'm, I wonder if that's something they thought about enforcing, or...
1: I, I know that there's some way that at least I've heard that like there's like some kind of like checklist of what you've played, so maybe they limit you somehow. I don't know. I, I think it indicates on your post whether or not you played there's it. There's that
3: little box with a checkmark on it. That means you played the game.
1: Uh, so then I guess maybe you know there could be
3: mods if you spam it, and people could report it if you're a dick about it. Right. Did you guys see that fake article about they did a, someone wrote a fake Awada Asks on like how they developed the penis drawing yes, detection technology? That was
0: great. I cracked up at that. That shit took off too. A lot of people like retweeting that. As if it got, it fooled a lot of people. Yeah. In, in all
1: honesty, I like, I saw that. And I'm just like, what the hell? And went and checked the Awata Asks for it. And I'm like, wait a minute. This <laughs> is from like a month ago that we already would have known about this.
5: Sure. I had
1: a moment where I thought that like there was a new one that got released. Yeah, it's so it's so well written. It though. really is. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm surprised I haven't seen any penises. I'm surprised they don't even just slip through like for a second.
1: They don't they don't last long. It's pretty much
0: like you need to look right away. Just like in real
3: life. I think as soon as something gets reported it gets hidden until the mods yeah. see it and decide.
0: Right, right. And there's so many people it's it's so easy for someone to be a party pooper and report it. <laughs>
3: Or maybe it's after, like, four or five reports or something.
1: All right, well, we we have a shit ton of games to talk about. I think, in totality, we've got uh, somewhere around ten at least. So (laughs) let's start off with the guy who only has one game to talk about, because we're going to focus about third-party Wii U games this time. Well, we'll probably be talking more about Mario and Nintendo Land as the weeks go on. But for now, Mike's going to kick us off with some Epic Mickey 2 The Power of 2. Uh, I wish it
3: was better.
1: It's fucking <laughs> terrible. It's not terrible. It bad. It's bad.
3: Okay, this is a great game, like, a very good game, bogged down by technical issues, and I think a lot of it has to do with the Wii U port because it didn't—they didn't even start working on it until like February or something, right? Yeah, it's like a baby. Oh, it took nine months to make. And it was done by this company, Heavy Iron, who I've literally never heard of. Them. I think they made Connect games. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you see how much money that brought them. Now they are doing ports of games to Wii U at the last minute. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest problem with it. I'd like to play it on another platform and see how it plays on, like, the PlayStation or the Xbox or even the original Wii because I'm sure that was written on totally different code. Well, you
1: can, you can read... Uh... Alex Kalafi's review of the
3: Wii version up on the site. He gave it, like, a
1: 6 or a six. Yeah, he didn't like
3: it that much. I really want to see what it plays like on the Xbox or the PlayStation. I might, like, rent it or something. That's still something. done by a, a
1: different company. Like, Junction Point's the only, the only, uh, They only did the Wii version.
3: They only did the Wii yes. version. and
1: then it was Blitz Games did the
3: 360
1: PS3 version, but they had a lot
3: more time with that. Yeah, and they were probably working with Junction Point the whole way through the game. Like, they were co-developing at the same time, probably. Yeah. Anyway, the Wii U version was obviously ported over and suffers from so much slowdown. It's miserable. Like, it doesn't, like, ever get, like, stutter, super stuttery, like, not frame by frame or something like that, but it's, it never consistently runs almost ever at, yeah. at full speed.
1: I mean, it's the kind of thing where uh, Mike and I both have this game, and I've put about an hour or so into it on two different occasions. Once, with someone for co-op and once without and i found all the co-op stuff to be fucking terrible both with a person and without a person and i found the game mechanics to be not improved at all from the previous game and it just it seems like you're exploring the same areas and the same shit happens but this time it's voice acted which i mean the presentation of the game is fantastic oh it's
3: so good that's that's what really makes me that's what really makes it so painful that the game just doesn't run well enough is that the set dressing is some of the best in any game you'll ever see. Like it's the art direction is so strong. I, I love that it's voice and, acted. And all of and all of the voice actors are amazing. Carrie Owes. He is Gus the Gremlin. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, you know, if you, the guy who's who do the voices of Mickey and everything do the voice you know, it's the same voice actors. Yeah. It's Disney's voice actors. So it's yeah, a lot of it is really good and the cutscenes are done in this Mary Blair it's a small world style that looks fantastic. It's the art direction is so strong in the game and it just hurts so much that it just can't quite run at full speed because the rest of it is it's standard fair platforming. It's not going to light the world on fire as far as it's like gameplay mechanics, but they are, they are sound gameplay mechanics. They're, they're fun enough like I said, it's not that great. What makes it great is if you're a Disney nerd, the environment that you're traveling through, and this, the story is interesting, too, if you're a Disney fan. So it really appeals to that part of me a lot, because I absolutely loved that aspect of the first game, and now I get to see all of this wonderfully recreated art in high definition the whole time I play it. And you're just seeing all these weird pieces of, like, Disney past, like, in one of the areas you go through um, the float yard, which is, like, where all the old attraction floats are, or no, parade floats are, and there's some parade floats that I remember seeing, like, when I went to Disney World as a kid, like, there's, there's this one of Donald, I think it was for, like, the 15th anniversary of Walt Disney World, or maybe the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World, um, and he's got, like, this giant, like, just headdress of fruit, like, massive, like, Chiquita banana like fruit headdress thing on and it's it's exactly as I remember it from my childhood it's so cool seeing shit like that pop up in this game and and the game like I said the gameplay is fun enough but if it was not dressed the way it was it would not be a good game at all I don't think it's it's not bad gameplay it's just not not great the paint thinner mechanic is really cool it's something that no other game does Um, But the big problem is that the game seems to slow down the most when you're doing it, because it's. I think it's having problems with the, the paint physics and what's slowing the whole thing down. You'll get into an area where there'll be, like, four or five dudes, like, slinging paint or paint thinner at you, trying to hurt you, and the whole point of the game is that, like, you can either put them on your side by covering them in paint, or you can erase them by hitting them with thinner and i almost feel compelled to use thinner because if i make them disappear they stop throwing paint around and they stop their their assets disappear from the game so that's one less thing that has to animate but don't you get mike play style matters <laughs> play style does matter if you pick take the thinner path the game may run <laughs> the a the game better. might crash if you if you paint people i t- i've been taking the paint path it's it's rough going especially during some <laughs> of the bigger boss fights but it's really it's really fun to play through it and just see all the art so i'm going to suffer through the rest of it Godspeed. maybe Maybe I'll trade it in and put the money towards a, uh, like a PlayStation or Xbox. I'll be honest,
1: it. it's probably going to be the first Wii U game that I sell or trade in. I want to like it a lot. I, I I
2: wanted to as well, and... It, so is the game good on the other systems? I've I have not heard good things at all. Well, Mike, didn't you play it at that event? I
3: only really played the Wii U version because they had one uh, they only had one Wii U console and it of course had the longest line. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, okay, then here's my question about this this game in the first one too and in that in that 3DS one too. Are these games only good if you're in, a Disney nerd? Well, are they otherwise awful? I,
3: I don't I wouldn't say they're awful. I would say they're aimed at a younger audience. To some degree, like the developers obviously understand that children are going to play their game. So the platforming mechanics and, like, the quest mechanics of it are fairly simple. They're right. like, you know, oh, take this thing over here and give it to this guy. Like, yeah. really simple kind of, like, questing mechanics like that. So it, it's not that intricate because I think they want to avoid making it overly complex.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does seem like they're, they're hampered by that. And I, I also, you know, played and reviewed the 3DS version, and it is the kind of thing where, like, if you're not a Disney fan, I feel like they're competent games, or at least the 3DS one is, and the first one was competent. This one on Wii U is an abomination, but you get a lot more out of it. It's kind of like uh with the Adventure Time game. If you're a fan of Adventure Time, you're going to get a lot more out of it, but I think yeah. uh, from what I hear it's, is that even if you're yeah. not a fan of Adventure Time, it's still a solid game. You just won't get as much out of it. It's
3: It's a very easy Zelda 2 clone.
1: And considering how balls-hard Zelda 2 is, maybe that's what I need in my life. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, I don't know if it's. I don't, I don't want to talk about the Adventure Time game because we're not doing that this yeah. segment. But I got it, and it's really good.
0: Uh, but it is, but it is easy. Mike, what Wii U games did you get at launch? Like, what do you have so far right now? I've got
3: Nintendo Land, Mario, and Epic Mickey.
0: Oh, jeez! So a third of your games is awful. Yeah, but it was a review copy. Well, yeah,
3: I'm. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna get Epic Mickey on Xbox or PlayStation, but then the review copy showed up. So well, I'll play it here.
2: You know, there's, there's always such uh, enthusiasm and. You know, hopefulness, optimism about these new Epic Mickey games when they come out, and then people are just decimated. I, I think by this how is going to start to be are.
1: like a Sonic Cycle kind of thing. Where, I mean, I, I unfortunately, as cool as Warren Spector is, he is becoming molyneux esque with his grand ideas of what this game is going to be and how it's going to, you know, playstyle matters, et cetera, et cetera, and then it's just kind of like. Oh, so you had all these ideas, and this is what the actual game is. It's like, you know, the first Fable, except for, you know, Fable 2 kind of actually lived up to that promise, and that's what I was hoping out of Epic Mickey 2, and
3: it's... They've got one more shot with this franchise. (sighs) It depends on how this one sells. If this one sells well, they've got one more shot, I think, um, because I don't think people are going to buy a a third one unless it...
1: Like, I think think there will be another 3DS game, because, at least from what I've heard from some rumors, that... I mean, they're, they're, it's obvious if you play that game, it feels like half a game. So, hopefully, the reason why it feels
2: like half a game is because they're like, oh, you're going to make a sequel. I've actually heard the Adventure Time game is like half a game.
3: Yeah, I heard they're both quite short. I got them both, so hopefully it won't take me long to beat them. Epic Mickey, though, real quick for 3DS. It's been on sale for $25 on Amazon for every now and then, so I would say it's probably worth that. Maybe. That's almost half price. And you're getting half a game, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, take us away with some, you know, first-person shooter shit.
0: Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Let's start with Black Ops 2, I guess, because I don't have as much to really say about that Bops. Um, I guess all I can really say is it it works, you know, which was my biggest <laughs> thing going into it. Like, I was kind of <laughs> hesitant to... I mean, really, I mean, So it's the opposite <laughs> of Epic making. It really is, yeah. It's, it's successful like, port. You know, like, going into it, I... I I Like, I was excited to pick this up just for the opportunity to play it with, like, NWR staff and listeners and readers and all that stuff. Um, You know, and then at launch, I was like, I don't know. You know, like, what if it's a shitty port? What if, you know, we don't know anything about the Wii U's, like, online capabilities. Like, what if it's a Smash Brothers situation where it just, like, doesn't work, you know? And that's the only reason I'm buying it. But I still got it at launch. And, I mean, it's awesome. Like, it, it works flawlessly. I awesome. mean, you know... It, Start the game. I'm in a match within like ten seconds, really. And are there a lot of are there a lot of people on it? I've heard some some scuttlebutt that there are not a lot of people playing it online. There's a, usually between like eight hundred to a thousand people playing. Cool.
3: I heard it, the only thing it was hard if you don't want to play team deathmatch. It's hard to find the other games.
0: That's the thing. Like like probably between like six to eight hundred of those people will be playing team deathmatch, and then like spread across the like eleven other modes. <laughs> Um, you'll get like, I mean, at times there's, it'll tell you too. I mean, when you highlight something, it'll tell you how many people are playing. I, most times, like half of the game modes, no people are playing. So you, <laughs> wow. there's just, you can't even play that mode. Maybe, I mean, you can maybe we'll and have wait. to try to organize a community night where we play the other modes. Right, see, that would be perfect, because no one's in there, so we could just create a big
1: party and just jump. So you can create a party, because that was something that was foreign on the Wii, because, like, Goldeneye, I, like, I remember doing a you couple Wi-Fi four nights people with that. on
2: a team. Where we were
1: trying to plan, like, you know, getting all the people together in a match of eight people, and it was near impossible to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I want to say the game supports up to 16 people, maybe more in awesome. some of the bigger game modes. And yeah, you can create a party right from the, the main menu, right when you when you log in, um, it tells you everyone uh, on your friends list who's playing the game, and then you just highlight their name and say invite to party, cool. or you can just join their game in progress. Um, and it's like, wow. it's so smooth. I mean, really, yeah, it's like playing like on PS3 or Xbox Live, like it, it really is incredible with how well it What works. does a gamepad
1: do when you're playing it like uh on the TV? When you're playing it on the TV, how's, what's the gamepad do?
0: I don't use it just because I find it kind of bulky and like with a game like this where you have to be quick. But but what it does is your mini map is on there, and then um your um kill streak uh, like rewards that you can. Okay, use like, you can just use a touch screen tap. Exactly. Instead of having to press something on the D pad to select it and then use it, you can just press press the button for it on the uh, on the game pad. When so, when um, the
4: mini map's down on the game pad, does it pull it off the TV then?
0: I be- no, it's still on the TV too. Okay, okay. because so, I, I
4: feel like with a game like that, it'd be a pain to look back and yeah. forth really quick. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. So it's on both. And then I did play a little bit on the gamepad when I was playing last night and watching the Packers lose. Um, You're a dick, Scott. God, secret best, <laughs> secret best feature. Oh, it's my God. so wonderful. Yeah,
3: I didn't think it would be that cool, but it's that cool. It really is. A, a
0: game like this, playing the multiplayer, it, it was kind of a little difficult because the resolution's just not as great. Um, so it was still kind of hard to like make off enemies far in the distance, but it was totally still playable and I had a lot of fun with it. And, um, you can plug in your iPhone headphones and use your microphone, um, to talk to people. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. I don't even need to buy a headset. That's a really cool thing that I don't think anyone really knew going in. It's just like, Oh, this is how the
3: headset works. It works with some shit you probably already have, which
0: means people are actually going to use them. Right. So, yeah, a lot of people do use them, so it's really cool, you know, to actually be, like, talking to people and, like, coordinating. I I, I might
3: have to,
1: to pick this game up at some point, because it sounds like it's it's fun online. And I, have you played the single player at all? No, I haven't even touched it. I probably, I probably, played, like...
3: <laughs> I it, wait, it has a single player? I hear it's
1: so <laughs> dumb and fun. Like, the single player oh, looks yeah. retarded, like you're on horseback
0: and you fire <laughs> a missile at people. Like, that's incredible it does look so stupid. It jumps between like um the cold war and then like 10 years from now. It jumps between those two time periods. Um I'll get to it eventually. What's kind of cool is you can actually set the game where you want it to start when you boot the game. So like what I have it now set is it just jumps straight to the multiplayer menu. So I don't even I don't even see single player or anything. Um the the one downside right now which maybe they'll patch but maybe it's something just system wide, you can't press the home button while you're playing multiplayer or even when you're in the multiplayer menus. Um it's like completely disabled. They do that with, like, Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. That's because cause it pauses the game, and you right. can't pause the game during a live match. Right, so what they need to do, like, what, you know, on PS3 when you press, you know, the home menu or, you know, the PS button, um, the game just keeps running, and then the, the menu overlay just comes yeah. on top of it, so you can still be killed and stuff. They need to just figure something like that out.
1: Nervous, um, man. But I, know I it, need to get my screenshots.
0: <laughs> at least so you could, um, just There'd like, no see. There's no way to get a screenshot of what you wanted in time. But, like, at least you could get that, like, it see why your you know, the home button's glowing blue. It's so, like, you could see, like oh, someone signed on, or I got a message. I could see if you need to go to me first to check those things, and it's going to be like, well, we're going to have to disconnect you from the game. Um, well, when you it, get it, a
3: phone call or a WeChat call, it, like, pulses. It just pulses and pulses and pulses because it was right. doing it in the middle of the epic Mickey cut <laughs> scene I was watching on on Sunday when you guys were doing the live stream.
5: <laughs> so, <laughs> Trying to call so- me.
0: And so that's kind of annoying. I understand during the match, but even, like I said, even in the menus, you can't do it. It's so, like, yeah. I can't just, like, go and, like, see who's on and stuff. So that kind of sucks. Um But other than that, yeah, a, a total blast. The gamepad, or the um, pro controller, I should say, feels awesome. And, um yeah, it's just been nice to, like, I mean, the Wii U's just been awesome for me. Like, I can have, like, Netflix on for Tegan when she's awake, like, watching Yo Gabba Gabba, and then, like, Tabby and I will play Mario and then she goes to bed and then I just like jump on Call of Duty and play Call of Duty like online. I mean it's just great to have one system. I love this
3: damn system so much. I know. I was playing Mario in bed
0: the other night. It's yeah. so
3: good. <laughs> I find that I don't even turn the TV on whenever I want to play Mario.
1: I finally, I finally figured out how to go off TV play for Sonic Racing. I learned that that's a feature of the game. Thank, thank you the internet. And, and uh, no thank you to Sega because I checked the instruction manual. No dice. Nowhere in the game to say like, oh, tap the tap the gamepad screen, and it will take it to off TV play. It's just like you hold a finger on the touch screen on the gamepad, and then it has a little like, like basically like a like a an image of like swipe to- swipe down the screen, and then like you you know take the image from the TV and put it on the
0: gamepad. So yeah, Black Ops 2, very good. If any listener out there has it and isn't friends with me yet on Wii U, add me. Um, I'm totally down to play. it Pretty much all the time. I've been playing a lot with um lag 64 who now goes by uh nintendad um changed his name on twitter and stuff yeah so we played a lot with him that's been a lot of fun um actually james dawson from the staff and i got a chance to play with guys from Treyarch last week you got your shit wrecked uh yeah i did okay but yeah obviously (laughs) they were very good (laughs) so that was pretty sweet um i just realized if we want to talk about it at all i i forgot to mention i have been playing your shape um If anyone's interested in hearing anything about that. If not, I'll just skip it and go to Zombie U. Zombie U. (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm okay without hearing about a (laughs) Jamie
2: McCarthy game. She's not in it anymore. Oh, thank God. We'll have more time to talk about
1: fitness games in the future. Yeah, I guess so. All we, right. We but... can do the Sing Party Just Dance 4 Your Shape episode.
0: <laughs> also known as the episode no one will listen to. Yeah. Your 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 Shape basically has like Just Dance in it, like a small Just Dance section. Absolutely. Cool. Which is kind of weird. There's like Lady Gaga and Rihanna and LMFAO songs in it and you can dance Rude and Boy? stuff. Uh, no, it's not SOS actually. Okay. I don't know but Just
2: Dance 3 has Gangnam Style. No, that's Just Dance 4. Just Dance 3 has Let's Go to the Mall. Let's go to the mall! Yeah.
1: Let's go to the mall is in... Or is it St. Castle's in the Sand? One of them is Either in... Either one! S3. I don't even care. Okay, so Zombie U. Zombie U is fucking awesome. It really is. Um, I, I played about 15 minutes of it during the livestream the other day, and it was incredible. I still need to find time to actually play the fucking game, but it's so cool.
0: It's it's one of those games, I kind of feel like I had this feeling playing um, the Dead Space games where it's like, I want to play it, but I don't want to play yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's like I'm terrified. I, yeah, I have to be in just the right mood because it's not relaxing at all. I mean, it's super stressful. I'll need like a bottle of whiskey to drink from whenever I get stressed out during that game. Exactly. I'll be like passed
1: out on the floor within 40 minutes.
0: I, I think the big thing is you just have to accept death. Like going into it originally, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay this one character the whole time. I'm going to prove this game. I can do it. And then I was dead like 20 minutes into the game. Um <laughs> And then, you know, it bummed me out and then I was like, I'm on my second character. Now I'm going to really do it. And then I just died today. <laughs> so I'm on my third character. Um, so you kind of just have to embrace that you're going to die. And I think that alleviates some of the stress so that you can keep getting through, but it really is just a super tense game. Um, I mean, it, it, it's kind of ugly. It's rough. Like, but I don't understand really the low revo- review scores. Um, yeah. It's, and it's the, been getting pretty, pretty hit pretty hard. Yeah, and like it, it really is a good game. I mean, like the melee combat which you'll be doing a lot because ammo's so limited. I mean, it is kind of the same thing. You just have your cricket bat, you know, you hold L on the the gamepad and then you press R. I kind of like that. I like it. the way that feels. Oh yeah, and like it's simple and like but I guess I can understand cuz it doesn't really evolve, you know, like you can yeah. much do that the entire time, but it feels it feels right and it's stressful and that's only useful when you're fighting one, maybe two zombies. If you have like two or three or more zombies on you, like, that's it. Like, you can't melee. You gotta run away. You gotta use some of your but, big but guns. But then again, because... this is also coming from
1: the person who in Bioshock leveled up everything you could with the wrench because I just like beating the shit out of people. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> so you just have some sort of mental condition. Yeah, like I would have, well, I would have like a fucking like a, I, I had some of the, the plasmids or whatever powered up and then i just have the
0: wrench. I didn't really do anything with guns in that game. It was incredible. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's super rad and it, We'll send out announcements to you. They'll display on the screen, and you can also bring up a menu to see them um, when people on your friends list die. And they'll let you know that they've been infected and kind of the general area where they've been infected. So you can actually stumble across them and and kill them, and then collect whatever ammo and stuff that they had. Um, So I was playing yesterday, and I was just going along, and then I actually came across um, Andy's zombified self. Uh, oh, he he just Andy. came running at me and so I killed him and took a bunch of his like maltov cocktails and You killed Andy <laughs> That's why like, he's not on the show this week, guys. I, I did him a favor. <laughs> he was already gone from this world. Um What about the cure? Isn't there a cure? Zalbrex. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm not super far yet. I'm probably about two hours in, maybe two and a half now after playing uh, playing today, but I'm I'm really impressed with it. And yeah, it's just super stressful. Um but just in like all the right ways like yeah. you, you just you you don't feel overpowered like you really when you see more than two zombies like you're fucked you really got to get yeah. away or use some of your big like like I said grenades or molotov cocktails cuz you're just boned i just I, I mean the thing that i really like about what i played of that game and
1: i have only played like 20 minutes um but i just enjoy how kind of y- you are powerless but then you have all these different things you can do to try to like not really fight back but just like prevent um, yeah. because, like, you have the radar, you have that map that you get, you have all your inventory stuff, you know, right. you have the, the scanner, and it does a very good job of giving you these faculties that you can do things to kind of, you know, watch your, watch your ass.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes
1: those things can attract zombies, because you have a light on.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, you keep your light off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it's really rad. I, I'm very impressed with it. I'm excited to play some more sparingly, because it just freaks me the hell out to yeah. play a lot at once, <laughs> It's good stuff.
4: All right, so Patrick.
0: Yeah. What
4: you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I ba- guess. Batman. Batman's really good. I, I'm really, really glad I waited.
1: Um. So I, I keep on hearing from everyone else except for you that the frame rate in that game is abysmal.
4: I I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> I didn't have an issue with that whatsoever. <laughs> like, not even like um, at all. i There was a few instances during cutscenes and stuff where the game would just kind of stop for like maybe a second or two. I, I thought the whole system locked up, because that's happened to me a couple times now. Um, playing Nintendo Land mostly, not Batman. But then it would just pick right up. But in combat and stuff, everything runs real smooth.
1: Yeah, that that, that game is awesome. Yeah.
4: Um, it, it's really nice that there's uh, they have the Catwoman DLC, and then there's the uh, other DLC and stuff's included on the disc. Did
1: you play the Harley Quinn stuff?
4: I started it, and then I just stopped. I heard it's kind of bad. I did, too. I I played a little bit as Robin, and the Robin stuff, he has, like, different weapons and stuff, so that was kind of cool. Like, he has, like, a shield.
1: Yeah, those are basically just, like, challenge missions, though, right?
4: Well, he's a character in the Harley Quinn stuff.
1: Oh, okay. So you
4: actually get to use him in a uh, story sense.
1: I mean, I've been... It's the kind of thing where, like, I think if Batman Wii U ever was, like, 20 bucks, I'd probably double dip. And I know that sounds kinda dumb because I I do own the game on three sixty and could probably just get the DLC there. But there's also that part of me that wants the excuse to replay it. And on three sixty I already beat it. And I actually tried to go back into that because I I, I beat it and then lent it to a friend. And then when I got it back, I wanted to go and like do all the side quests and I just had
4: no will to do it anymore. I'm like, I already beat this shit. What's the point?
2: I did all the side quests.
4: if you replay it on Wii U, you're not going to get, like, a whole bunch out of the gamepad itself. Oh, okay. It's
3: not as good as Arkham Asylum. Eh, I, can, I can you see
2: like that. I, get off
1: this podcast!
3: It's not as good. It's nowhere near as good. I really like, I like
1: both of them, but for different reasons. I mean, they're, they're very similar, but I think Arkham City improves, the, improves on the combat a lot. But Arkham Asylum has the better kind of, like, Metroid-ish
4: gameplay. Arkham life.
3: Asylum is a Metroidvania yeah. game, and that is why it's better.
4: I like Arkham City's story.
3: Arkham City's very good. Yeah. it's
4: not... it's like comparing like
1: like a fantastic game to a fantastic game at the end of the day.
3: Yeah, like you know everyone knows that Empire yeah. Strikes Back is better than Star Wars,
1: but A New Hope is fantastic. Nope. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You don't think A New Hope is good, Zach? No. Get the fuck out of here! Luke is such a whiny little bitch. Yeah, and then that's what makes it even better when he's a badass in Return of the Jedi.
3: He's literally the error of his ways. Yeah. His, his little whiny bitch ways.
1: And he just wanted to go to Tashi Station to get some power converters, man. Okay. So, Patrick, <laughs> tell me about Trine 2.
4: Oh, th- this is my first time venturing into Trine. I didn't play Trine or Trine 2 ever before. And I, I'm not sure how it compares on the PC or, I th- is it available on It's the on XPLA and, and, and
1: PSM. We actually got a, when I got the, the review code for this from Frozen Byte, they kind of set like a whole explanation about the kind of genesis of trying 2 directors cut on Wii U and that it has, you know, the DLC Goblin's Menace, which is I think it's $15 on everything else, but it's $20 on Wii U because it has this DLC, which I think is $5 everywhere else. It also has some Wii U exclusive stuff, but they're saying that it might not, I mean, like, I think like there's like, you know, super crazy PCs that the game will look better on, but it's basically the best looking version that they have, like, I guess in-house um, and it's like you know, looks way better than the XBLA and PSN games, or, or so they say. And that they have content on the Wii U one that will likely never come to XBLA and PSN.
3: But is it on the Steam version?
1: Um, the there's some ex- the Goblin Menace DLC stuff that is included in the Wii U is available on the Steam version, and there's Wii U exclusive levels that are only on. Which I think you need to beat everything else first to even unlock the
3: them. The thing about Shrine Two, and I really like am super interested in it, but twenty bucks is a lot of money for a game that costs I'm looking at it right now, seven and a half dollars on Steam and the that Goblin DLC is four dollars. Wow. Wow. So for twelve fifty I could play this game on Steam. Yeah.
1: But you wouldn't have the gamepad. Uh, the gamepad it, game. it it was really nice to control that game on the gamepad.
2: Well, I actually I don't like having to draw a square to create You
1: a know what was panel. also awesome, uh local co-op with that game cuz we did that during the live that, stream. that's the one part of it's the live stream I got to watch.
4: awesome. I was watching you guys put the uh the one character on top of the shield, the knight shield and jump up with him. And that that was Yeah, really I
1: was cool. uh for for the majority of the live stream for anyone who watched it, I was controlling the uh the archer woman
3: on the touch screen. I forget her name. Zoya, I think. Uh, Zoya. But I, I, if I get some, this is one of those games I'll get if I get some point like some point cards in my stocking.
2: That's how I got it. I got a birthday present of a, of the card. Yeah, I'm really
1: excited to dive into it. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed the first one and the second one. I mean, I, I remember playing the demo at uh, E3 and being like, you know what, I'm going to hold off on getting this because I was thinking about getting it on, I mean, I'm not a big PC guy. I was thinking XBLA or PSN. Or I was just like, you know what, I'll just hold that for the Wii U version because I'd rather play it on, you know, the lovely gamepad and my Nintendo console, and I'm glad I did because it's gorgeous.
4: It's the one game that's more convenient for me to play off this TV because of how much it uses yeah. the touchscreen. So I I played maybe 30 minutes of it on my television, and the rest of my time. It does look like even better on the, on the game
1: television, but it does look fantastic on the gamepad. So yeah, just trying to. And your review is up. It's not. I okay. didn't post it. All
4: right. <laughs> So it's coming soon. Um Yes, it is edited and ready to go.
0: I'm sure it'll be up beside the time people hear this. So. Yes,
4: yes, it will be. So Zach,
1: Darksiders 2. I'm gonna go grab my gamepad and play another game because I don't care.
3: <laughs> That's a Zach trick. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the sound on ever so slightly, Neil.
2: Yeah. Uh Darksiders two is really good. Um uh it's kind of a completely different game than the original Darksiders Neil. Uh, it's still pretty common. Yeah, a focused, game that but... I didn't enjoy, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, roughly similar. I mean, you ride around on your horse and, and kill things with your scythes and go into Zelda dungeons and, and come out with items and, and stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a better looking game. It's a much larger, it's just huge. I mean, I'm like, 10 ten or 11 hours into it, and I think I'm like a third through. The things that are different about Darksiders 2 is there's a huge emphasis on loot. um, And all your loot is equipment. Um, so and they
3: play Borderlands.
2: Yes. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about it. It kind of breaks up the game a little bit because I'm... I don't like leaving things lying around, so I have to go and look, okay, is this loot any better? No, okay, I'll just either leave it or pick it up, or, oh, it's better, I'll equip it. And then you spend a lot of time selling the loot and buying other things. It's it's much more of an RPG or, I guess, like a Borderlands than Darksiders 1 was. Darksiders 1 was very directed and linear, and you're just this dude killing other dudes and going through, like, six or seven dungeons, and then you win. Uh, but this game is all about, like, doing shit for people. Have Have you ever played a game where the protagonist is the only guy who, in the entire world, yeah. who can do anything for anybody? Like
1: Epic Mickey Power of Illusion. Uh,
2: okay. Well, well, death is just an errand boy in this game. I mean, it's still fun, but, but just the progression of the game is so ham-fisted. It's like the very first thing, you walk into, uh, this kind of Celtic, very beautiful Celtic mountainous area, and these big Scottish dudes are like, "Well, oh, we'd like to help you, but our forges are dried up, so we need you to go like fix them." And then you do that, uh, and then, um, and then they say, "Okay, we'll let you into this new area now, and here's this key to, to fix uh, constructs like golems." And you're like, "Okay, cool." And and then you meet this giant golem who's like, Well, you're gonna need to do this before I can let you into this area. It's just it's just bullshit like that. It really annoys me. Um, you know, if there was a better I mean, it's just the way the story is put together, but I wish it was put together in a better way. You know, they don't have to make death an errand boy. I it, it bugs me. <laughs> the the game is still really, really good. It just and and the other thing that bothers me about it, God, now I'm sounding like I'm down on this game. <clears throat> uh before I say what bothers me about it, I'll say it's a gorgeous game. It's beautiful. The music is wonderful. Uh the, the I just love the art direction in the Darksiders games. Uh it's just so imaginative and, and really well done. Now, here's the thing that bothers me. Um, the story Because this is not a sequel, and it's not a prequel to the original game, it's like a um, Um, at-the-same-time-al...
1: I forget the term for that.
2: Concurrental, perhaps? (laughs) Uh, It almost has nothing to do with the original story. Like, you know, while off doing his thing on Earth, you're, like, traveling through these mystical lands, and, you know, the land of the dead, and this maker world where... These big Scottish guys create shit, and you eventually go to heaven and hell. I know I haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, every area that has nothing to do with the original Darksiders. And as a result, it feels incredibly disconnected. Um, in fact, your quest starts out as, I'm going to, you know, prove that my brother's not guilty of whatever he did in the first game by doing completely other things that have nothing to do with it. So it just feels like a completely different game. You you could call this a Darksiders reboot, and I don't think anyone would notice. The Darksiders. Yeah, the Darksiders. <laughs> so I know it sounds like I'm down on the game. I just wrote a review and and put it in for editing. I, I do like it a lot. In fact, I think I gave it like a 9 because it's its gameplay and its production values so far outweigh the story conceits that just bug the crap out of me.
1: I mean, it's the kind of thing where, like, it's a good game. It's just not the game that you wanted out of Darksiders Two.
2: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, when they when they first announced that they weren't going to do a a sequel, I was like, "What? Why wouldn't you do that?" Because the first game ends on this epic cliffhanger. Yeah, I've because after I played
1: some of the first game, I was like, "I'm never going to finish this." I read what happened, and that cliffhanger is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and then they just. Don't do it. And in so and the sequel, it... guess what? It happened at the same time. Exactly. And the end of this game ends the same it necessarily ends the same way as the first game does. So it basically ends on the same moment.
1: Exactly. I mean I think it's the kind of thing where they're kind of trying to like build up the four horsemen separately.
2: They're they're trying to build up the world and the mythology. But they're not
1: going to get that far.
2: No, they're not going to get past like, this game.
1: We're, we're, we're lucky if we'll ever see a Dark Siders three because I, I think the writing's on the wall. I don't know we know if we will.
2: And and it, it sold really
1: and, poorly on 360 PS. And, and I'm DC. sure
2: Darksiders three and four will be about what Strife and the fourth Dark are doing. Famine, dude. Uh, famine would be fun. It'd just be like no motherfuckers can eat anymore. <laughs> Although he's not called Famine. Um, oh, okay. They renamed yeah, the last was, two, but. Anyway, strife and somebody. Um you know, this'll be the next two games will be about what they're doing at the same time. They should have like a buddy cop movie where it's just like them in the world of lethal weapon. Oh that'd be funny. I would play that'd that. Be game. Great. It, like Me get too. the Saints Rose the Saints Rose guy to do that. Yes. So in about four or five games we'll know what happened after the first one. Yeah, they're not getting that far, unfortunately. THQ is up shit's creek without a paddle. So uh, the other game I'll talk about is, um, oh, by the way, Darksiders 2. Darksiders 2 has all the DLC and even more uh, oh. on the disc, and it's really cool.
1: Awesome. I mean, you were talking about how, you know, Darksiders 2 being similar to Darksiders 1, and now we're going to discuss a game that is literally the same as it is on mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. platform.
2: It has some new stuff. A few.
1: But I haven't even it gotten had, there the, yet.
2: The second half of the game is different. Well, there is a second Kinda. half of the game. Right? Well, sure. I mean, in in the original. After you get past the normal levels and the bonus levels from the first game, you get remixes, harder remixes of those levels. So
1: it's basically like
2: the same, like the same basic,
1: like arena, but then with different things placed everywhere, right? Yes. Cool. I I doubt I will ever get there, because I'm stuck on Incident
2: 13 again. Damn it. Were you stuck on it on 3DS? Yeah. Oh wow. By the way, we're talking about, we're talking about Mighty Switch Force by the way. Yeah, we're talking about Mighty Switch
1: Force HD. I think
3: I'm stuck on that one on the 3DS right now. Yeah.
1: Is that one of the bonus levels? No, no, it's, it's, like, there's a couple before. There were 16 originally. At 13, there's just one jump in it that you basically need to hit perfectly, and I'll hit it, and then, like, fall off. Like, as I get to the top. Because I'm like, holy shit, I actually did it. Don't screw up, don't screw up. Ah, I screwed up.
4: Is, is this for a part-time or no? No, just doing it.
1: Okay, this is yeah. just regular. For some reason, this jump is just eluding me. I think I did beat it on the 3DS one, but after I did, I was just kind of like, nope, done.
2: Not to brag, but I have kicked the ass of all the part-times up through the uh fifth mission. Bravo,
1: Sarah, bravo. Yes,
2: yes. I, I think I
1: had all of them up to 12 in the 3DS one, and this one I haven't really worried about part-times. I'm just kind of beating. I think I got like three or four just going through the levels. The ones that it's I a gorgeous re- game. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, Way better than the 3DS version. The 3DS one still looked pretty good, but I just love seeing the it's animation. Going be, it's going
2: to be hard to go back. Yeah, I don't that. know if I ever will. Me neither. Have you gotten... No, you haven't. You haven't gotten her alternate yeah, costume.
1: I not. I, I need to beat. It's in a 13, which I'll probably go back to after we stop recording this.
2: After she... If you ever get killed when she's in her alternate costume, she... <laughs> you know how when you... When she gets killed in her normal costume, she goes the her costume stuff. comes yeah. off, and and you see her in her alternate costume. Well, when her, she gets killed in her alternate costume, uh, you see her kind of down another level, and that's kind Somebody of. Funny. just like her muscles. Nope, Skelet- not Skeletons? muscles. Chicks are Reploid. Ah,
1: uh, the more you know.
2: Spoiler. Alert. I don't think
1: so. Are I you? think they tell you that. I'm just. I don't really pay attention to the story in Mighty Switch Force. So is that all you have to say about that?
2: Uh yeah, it's still really good and even if you have the three D S version I think you should it's only ten dollars. Yeah, I I I think it's kinda of worth it. As someone who
1: had the three D S version and didn't even finish it, I'm loving the crap out of <laughs> playing it again. And playing it on the gamepad or even uh, you know, playing it on the T V is beautiful too. And the
2: music's great.
1: Yeah. Jake Kaufman,
2: right? I think so. Right. Yeah. And uh and the music is remixed in the uh the new stuff. Yeah. Alright, well,
1: I'll take it from here, and the first thing I'm going to talk about is a review that I just posted before this, and that's Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, um, which, the single player of this game completely blew me away. It's incredible. It gets very, very hard near the end, though. That's the point that I'm at, I'm trying to unlock the last couple characters. Um, but what they have is it's kind of like, you know, like uh, different areas that you go to, and there's branching paths of different events that you can do. And there's, you know, standard races, and there's stuff like, you know, boost races where you need to, oh, like, always be boosting or else time runs out. Um, stuff where, like, you need to pick up missiles to shoot a tank as you drive through a track. Um, lot Lots of variety in that. And it just... Did you, have you unlocked uh, Danica Patrick? Yeah, yeah, she's actually one of, like, what? the first characters you unlock. And wreck Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph is in the game when you boot it up, so that's cool. Um, they don't have Opa Opa or the dude from Shenmue anymore, but
3: but they've got Vice from video Yeah, Radio. Uh, I've been
1: I've been rocking Amigo because even though um, I thought Samba de Amigo on Wii was bad, and I not really play much of the Dreamcast version, I just like the design of his character, and I've been <laughs> playing as Vice and I because um, I always have a soft but, spot because I love the first Super Monkey Ball.
0: With um, with Wreck It Ralph, is it him and Vanellope? That no, are in the Vanellope same car?
1: is not in the game at all, which is kind of surprising. That's so... That's so weird. I, maybe DLC. I know there is uh, for anyone that will be doesn't want to know about a free character that you'll be getting in like a month or so if you have the game on Christmas Day. Alex Kidd unlocks apparently. Like so, I, I think like
3: in, oh, because I'm sure all the modern day Sonic fans even yeah. remember who Alex Kidd is. I mean, he, he
1: was in the first uh the Sonic Racing game, but um, I mean, really, like the single player experience in this game is so much fun. It's so. It's just like, it, it, the really good thing about it that I have to say, after kind of going from Mario Kart 7 and being let down by that to an extent, at least in the single player, multiplayer Mario Kart 7 is still as fabulous as ever. The
2: Single player Mario Kart is never great. Yeah,
1: but that's the thing, is that the single player in this game is far better than even the multiplayer. Um, oh, sure. Wow. And, and it really, like, I, I kind of just look at Mario Kart 7 as this really undercooked, like half assed game because even the land, sea and air stuff in that game it it's like it's like a, it's a, very a turd compared to the, the breadth of you know, you're in a plane and you're in the skies of Arcadia Land at Rogue's landing and it's fucking awesome. And like you have two tracks where like you're primarily on the ground and then like, oh guess what? Like fucking pirates attacked. Now there's no land and you're just doing the entire final lap in the plane. And they ha they they do that constantly where the you know the the races transform, uh, Pen's Dragoon, a dragon attacks you at the, during the third lap. Well, well, Dragoon, not Dragon. I mean, the cars transform and the levels transform. There's, a, but there is a Burning Ranger stage, which is, I don't know if anyone's really familiar with that. I, I saw, yeah, it's a Firefighters game by the Sonic team. Like, I, I saw that and was like, is that the Firefighter game? And you're going through the level and there's even a person like a voicing, like there's a voiceover being like, uh there's a fire over here. We're gonna go in that direction. And I guess it's like stuff from the game. I never played it, so I don't really know know that much about it. Um there's you know, golden axe stuff. I'm still looking to unlock uh Gilius Thunderhead because I like playing as him in games. I played as him in the tennis game because it's fucking the the dwarf from Golden Axe. Um I mean there's so many like lovely Sega references throughout this game. it's really like I I'm completely taken by the single player, and it's totally worth it for anyone that wants a a fun single-player kart racing game. Me. Um, The online multiplayer is pretty good. I honestly don't think I'll really play it that much, mainly because I don't really play online games that often. Um, I mean, like, I played some Mario Kart online, but even that, I'd rather play with people in the same room. And my experiences with playing this game with people in the same room is kind of weird because, I mean, you can do five-player split-screen, which sounds awesome. Um, because you have, one, Sounds terrible. you have one person on the gamepad, and then you have four split screen, but everything takes a dip. The frame rate's pretty awful. We even tried it with just four people, and the weird thing is is that one person always has to be on the gamepad, as far as I can tell. I think there might be a way to kind of switch and use a pro controller instead of that, but it, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, unintuitive on how to even do that. And, I mean, there's just a lot of this game, I guess the Wii u of the game is is kind of, like, really fucked. Because they have two Wii U exclusive modes where there's one that's a, a Shinobi one where it's ninja tag. Where basically the person on the gamepad is Sh- uh, Joe Musashi from Shinobi. And you're driving around trying to tag the other people and turn them into ninjas. We started this, you know, five people. And the way we all spawned was right in a row. So we spawned, my car went forward as the ninja, and I tagged everyone and it ended. <laughs> there's a monkey ball one where, like, you know, you one person's in a monkey ball and they're trying to flatten everyone else. Where we spawned, it was a space level, and we just spawned into space, and would fall, then respawn, then fall, then respawn. I mean, it's, it's humorous in how terrible it was. There, there are a few, there's five maps that are both used for the, the Wii U exclusive party modes, and like, three of them don't work. There is a patch coming, apparently Sega sent it over to Nintendo, and it should be up later this week, but as it stands, it's pretty terrible.
3: Yay, patches. I keep hoping they'll patch Epic Mickey 2 to yeah, fix hopefully. the frame right if they could do that, I'll um, be so happy. But
1: yeah, and then you can you can play on just the gamepad, which I finally did today after finding out that you could even do it, and it's excellent. Um and you do it by like tapping the screen and holding it and then flicking it. Um which they don't explain anywhere in the game. It
3: feels like it was kinda like, oh yeah, let's do that. Maybe that that might be the default, like if you just put that line of code in your game, maybe that's yeah. the default gesture or something. Maybe. I
1: like uh the EA games, I'll do the hold select for three seconds, and then you just get it there. I like that. I like it when it's just in the option menu. Just well, in, because... it, Yeah. In in Madden, it's like uh when you're in the main menu, it says hold down minus for three seconds to go into detached mode. Um but that's the only place you can do it in Madden, which kinda sucks.
4: Some games it's hidden in like Batman, you just have to click start and you just it's right there on yeah. that menu, you just click gamepad only, but for Assassin's Creed three you have to click start, navigate over to the options, go into general yeah. play, scroll all the way down to the bottom can of the Can you list, do that from the, the
3: gamepad without turning the TV on?
4: In most of the games that I've played, you can do it from the
1: gamepad. Um, cause, of, what was I going to say? Scribble Knots does the same thing where it's, where it's in a menu that, like, I mean, you, you know, you boot up the game, you hit a menu and all the off TV play does in Scribble Knots, which I won't go into too much detail here. You can read my review. Scribble Knots Unlimited is, is so fantastic. Um, Lauren and I finished it pretty much 100%. I think there was like one douchebag puzzle that might be broken. We don't know. but About 12 hours, and we did every puzzle in the game, and it's awesome. Wow. Um, So it's the Scribblenauts
2: you always wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, But Scribblenauts basically just shows the same thing. Or at least Scribblenauts because the person who is you know writing everything in is always using the gamepad, so there's not really much sense of even looking at the TV. The only thing that putting that as off TV play does is output the sound from the gamepad. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of off, off game pads stu- or, or, you know, game pad only stuff. Um, I played Madden, uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, and Phil Nance and, or Phil Nance, Phil Sims and Jim Nance do the announcing for Madden 13 this year. And I was watching the Houston and Detroit game in which Jim Nance and Phil Sims were commentating on. And that was really weird. Cause I had the sound up a little bit and I'm playing the game and I'm like, Wait a minute, they said something like, wait, (laughs) there's not a touchdown in the game I'm playing? Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, But that was really smooth, But uh, although I vastly prefer playing Madden with the TV and having all the the gamepad stuff on it. I think that's really sharp, just having, like, play selection.
3: It feels like as long as they can keep the port up to par with the other versions, the Wii U version would be the obvious best choice.
1: There's, like, there's some... Basically, I noticed when I played two-player, it ran like shit but when i'm playing single player like there's some bits like i've fucked up a couple field goals and kickoffs cuz it'll just stutter when i'm going through the, the the meter for it other than that it runs fine does it
3: do online dynasty yeah okay
1: so it's not gimped in any way uh no not really well it, it's missing madden ultimate
2: team which is the fucking card game i and it's missing the infinity engine right who cares I know. So, well, I was going to say, because Wasn't it's missing Wasn't that, like, the, inf-
3: the only thing they changed on the game?
2: Oh, they changed the number. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but look, because the infinity engine is gone, there's no chance that your uh, kick receiver is going to just uh, let the ball slide out of his hands like it's made of uh, uh, butter <laughs> uh, so that the other team can just run it 10 yards for a touchdown. Sure. So... Anyways,
1: um, yeah, Madden 13, uh gamepad stuff, really cool. Um, I also beat Little Inferno last night, which that game is really, 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 really weird, but I was completely in love with it. Um, and, I mean, I beat it in about three hours, and all you really do in that game is that you have a little space that you, you know, it's like a fireplace, and it's your Little Inferno Entertainment fireplace, and you start off, um, and... Just touching anywhere on there, you'll start a fire. And you start off with one catalog, and you buy things in that catalog, and you burn them. And then you get money. And then you use that money to buy more things to burn them. And there's also, as you go through, you'll realize there's a, there's a combo list. It'll, it'll say stuff like, uh, movie night combo, which is, you know, you burn an ear of corn and a TV set. And then you get that combo and you get more money. And then you get another catalog, and you do this all again, but, I mean, there's almost, a like kind of a puzzle nature to it, because you're trying to figure out these combos based on just, like, a word, and then, like, you'll know it's two or three items. And you'll have to go through, and usually there's clues in the little descriptions for every item in it, or you can just kind of put two and two together. Um, like, there's there's some Hatsworth and World of Goo references in it, which are kind of clever. Like, there's a, there's a worldly gentleman that you can buy, and if you burn him, then jewels come out of him. Um, but it's almost like a puzzle game, because... Like, you know, first you start off with one catalog, and there's a list of, like, I don't know, something like uh, ten combos that you can get. And when you get the second catalog, then, like, you know, ten more unlock. But those can be included from any of the first two catalogs. And then so by the end of it, you have seven catalogs, and you're trying to figure out these combos, and you have, you know, like, a hundred items that you're going through trying to figure out, okay, how do I solve this one? And then there's this really weird, dark story going on in the background and a, and a really kick-ass finale that is just, like, weird it's a story of how It's a
2: story of how you're an arsonist? I mean, but, like,
1: everyone's an arsonist in that world. From what it's, it's I can so gather, weird, you live
3: in some sort of nuclear winter and the fireplace is the only way you can stay alive.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, just, I... I $15 is kind of expensive for this game. I'll, I'll totally admit that. But for me, I do not regret it for a second. Um, even though it was only a three-hour experience, but I'm also weird in that I'd rather have a nice, solid five-hour experience than a you know, 15-hour bloated one. Um, but I, I think this game's really, really cool. And in the same way you guys are telling me to play Journey, I'm telling you play to play Journey. Play friggin'
2: Journey! Would you play Little Inferno? doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of game there. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of game to Journey either.
3: Well, you're wrong. You know
2: what? You know what? Your your face doesn't have a whole lot of game to it. Yeah. You know what? I know that when I play Journey, I'll
1: enjoy
0: it, but I just like fucking with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, as my redemption for being right about a Nintendo Direct coming, I, mean, I want you to buy me Little Inferno.
2: Boom. I don't think you can gift things. You can't. York, I'm, I'm going to have to just PayPal you some
0: money. All right. <laughs> Rubbing his
2: hands together, audibly. have going for
0: Trine 2, dummy. <laughs> well, Trine is 20, so I don't want to break the bank or nothing on Zach. You could use his little. $15 and 5 of yours. I'll get Little Inferno, I want to check it out. And for free, you can't beat that, yeah. so. Um. Also, every time you keep saying you enjoy a 3 hour experience, I want to make like a sting tantric yeah. sex joke, <laughs> but <I never> do. <laughs> It never happens. Never ere- happens. If an erection lasts
1: for longer than three hours, call more ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I've also, uh, my review for Chasing Aurora will be up by the time, uh, you hear this because it is, it is already done. It's just that I, I had that and Sonic Racing finish at the same time, so I'm not gonna just post two reviews back to back. But Chasing, Chasing Aurora is a turd.
2: You'll probably also be able
1: to read my Darksiders 2 review. There, there are like 50 million reviews up on the set right now. You should read them all. Yeah, like I, I think at this point we've had at least ten Wii U reviews in
0: the past week, and we're only gonna have more. You look well, forward to my Your Shape review alongside a video review. Later oh, this week that's as well. gonna be sexy. Oh, you're gonna see me in some workout clothes. It's gonna
1: yeah. be good. And I, I still <laughs> I I I <laughs> have to review Skylanders for Wii U as well. It's been sitting there, being like, "Hey, baby, come on over here." <laughs> I'll have a Tank 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 review going up next week.
3: Oh my
4: God, Tank Tank
3: Tank. Yeah, Patrick finally really got Tank Tank
1: Tank in the mail, and I'm excited to hear. The tragedy. I mean awesomeness. Maybe both. I'll
4: have to put together that paper. Yeah, craft it came with thing. a paper
1: craft and that I sent to Patrick. Oh my god.
4: What? I like how Zach's probably
1: pissed because Darksiders 2 came in a fucking sleeve and Patrick gets a paper craft. Oh my
2: god, that annoys me so much. There's no instruction manual. I don't know how to play off T V. Zach, you do realize it can it comes with a digital manual. I don't think it does.
4: Every game again, comes I think with everything a does. Manual. Hit I'll the home button
1: again. when you're playing the game.
2: Well, oh, you know what? One more thing about Darksiders 2 before we wrap this up. Play on a, play on a pro controller. Do yourself okay, a favor. I will. Go buy a pro I controller. I will. When i ever play that playing game. Playing it on the gamepad sucks. Have you ever swam by using gyro controls? No. Well, well, you shouldn't. Yeah,
1: yeah, I have. It's called Super Mario Galaxy and it was pretty awesome.
2: Oh, well, but with a giant fucking gamepad, yeah. No, that doesn't work. Supposedly
1: there are gyro controls in Sonic, but I just never bothered with them because this isn't 2007 anymore. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, they that. usually suck. I, I know people playing multiplayer. uh They used Wii remotes on their side and were like, fuck this, and then plugged in nunchucks.
2: Um, you guys have probably seen it on, like, Target end caps, but I saw a thing where it was like a steering wheel for your 3DS. Yeah. I saw that at the Memorex booth, the Memorex
1: booth like two years ago at E three.
3: What is it? Like just like a piece of plat, like injection molded plastic that you can snap a three D S into? Yeah.
1: The best is I love that I-, I think it was Memorex. I might be I might be shitting on some other third party third party publisher. Um but yeah. <laughs> Mike is telling us to finish up and we will. But Memorex kept on saying that they like they had some inside, inside thought about like Nintendo is going to release this motion controlled racing game and it's going to be amazing. And I guess technically Mario, we could race with motion controls in first person. Excite truck. Yeah. Yeah, but on the 3DS, on the 3DS Scott. All right. Yeah. That's, that's Wii U third party stuff via 3DS steering wheels. Hope you enjoyed. Write us at connectivity <laughs> at nintendo Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Enron10.
2: I'm at ZMiller1902.
1: I'm at StrikerObi. At OKSoda. Soda.
4: At Papatch15.
1: See you guys next week. We'll probably be talking more about this shit. Probably. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
0: And welcome to this segment of Connectivity. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Barnett. Hey, hey. And Tyler Olu. Hello. And uh, we're gonna be talking about Paper Mario uh, Sticker Star, Um, a sort of divisive game, I think. I I just reviewed it. uh, The review went up last week, uh, late last week. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. And um, we're gonna talk about the game, the pros and cons, and um, yeah, should be should be pretty good. Um, I think it's a game worth talking about. It, that's not the best score in the world, but there's a lot. I don't know. There's just a lot to this game that to like
4: and to. Yeah, it, it's weird, Scott. I think I told you this already, but I really, really like the game. But I completely agree with your 7.5 score, and like yeah. your review in general.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like I, I. It's not a game I would. I would totally recommend the game to most people. Oh yeah. Um, but the, it it's just it's flawed in a lot of weird ways. Let's start first what's both of your experience with paper mario in general
5: all of them (laughs) okay so tyler you've played all of them yeah like it they're it's a really great series i think i have like i think um i had a 64 but i never got um paper mario and then on the gamecube i played thousand year door so i found some like crazy rundown uh like convenience store and they had paper mario and i bought it from them i was like can i just buy this game from you guys and they're like oh, give us three weeks and we'll get back to you. And I was like, all right. (laughs) And three weeks later, they're like, okay, we'll still do for, like, 20 bucks. I was like, awesome. And I get it home, and it, like, glitched like crazy. (laughs) So I was like, someone had, like, a crazy Paper Mario three-week marathon where they, like, ruined the game. But it was, like, crazy. Like, you get, like, code and stuff on the screen. Like, I'm not some tech guy, but it was nuts. Like, it was weird. So I was like, okay. And then, like, I have no, like, foresight. Like, I cannot see into the future, and I never thought... Of a digital download future. So then eventually I got it on the Wii. And, uh, yeah, I played Super Paper Mario. Uh, I did not hate it. Um, I enjoyed it, but I can see why people want the Thousand Year Door 2. Um, but, uh, and which Sticker Star isn't, but, uh, it's good. It's its own thing, though.
0: Yeah. What about you, Patrick? Um, I, I
4: started with Thousand Year Door, and I, I don't know, it was kind of mediocre to me. It really dragged a lot. Like I never actually beat it, because it was just I got towards the end and I was just I was just done with that game. <laughs> it just got so hard. Um from there I went Super Paper Mario, which I beat, and I, I actually really like that one like Tyler. And then I downloaded um sixty-four Paper Mario, which I didn't beat, but I got close to the end while I was homesick <laughs> for a week.
0: <laughs> oh, well there you go. Um yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of the same. I played I guess I've played through the games in order as they've come out, um, but I've never actually beaten any of them. Well, you no, know, I I think I beat the first Paper Mario, but same thing. Like Patrick, like, I remember liking Thousand Year Door, but like I definitely just burnt out at some point. It was a game I was just like, I got to a point where I was like, I'm happy
5: with what I've I, I feel played. like I, I put in like on.
4: fifty to sixty hours into that game. I, I might be exaggerating, but that's just what it felt like to me, and I still wasn't <laughs> done.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, it's all talking. I think like the last boss fight is like three hours oh, of that. That, that was I remember the problem. <laughs> I was stuck on it, and but the thing was, it was like the longest cinematic before it started. And it was like you have to sit through it; you couldn't skip it. Every time. And so, yeah. if you wanted to retry it, it had to do those thing where like it showed all the villagers in like every area you visited, and then it would be them being like, "Mario, we love you. Here's our power." And it was like such a brutal boss fight, too. On top of that, so ugh, I think I beat it like a year, like a year later, I went back to it and had no problem.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, and even um, Super Paper Mario I had the same problem with where it was like I enjoyed it. Um but yeah, I just like just never never finished it. And I was happy with what I played. I mean I, I liked my time with it and I'm hoping it's not gonna be the same for Paper Mario Sticker Star. Um but now that I'm done with the review I'm finding like especially now that we use out, like I'm having a hard time <laughs> wanting to sit down and play it. Um but I think I think I'll get through it. Um I'm about like thirteen hours in. But let, let, let's talk about that game a little bit. Um, so, like Tyler said, it's not really, like, a return to the first two games, necessarily, but I guess it's closer to them than, uh, Super Paper Mario was. The, um, sort of, like, 2D Mario stuff it is gone. Um, you've got the, the turn-based battles and everything. Um, but instead of, like, traditional, like, equip these items and use your attacks as much as you want and level up, like, that's all gone, and all you do now is use stickers that you either buy or find in the environment. Um, and if every time you use a sticker, it's gone. You get one use... And if you run out of stickers, then I mean that's it. you lose the battle, and then you have to just go get more which I don't think is a problem the, the I, stickers I mean, are everywhere right like I, very plentiful.
4: I never run into the situation where I'm out of stickers. More is the case where my sticker book is full, and I'm angry yes. at myself,
0: <laughs> yes, I and mean, then you had to like toss out a sticker so you can get the shiny sticker yeah, the fridge like in a different that. way <laughs> exactly.
5: I'm, I'm addicted to uh you like press start to bring up your album and pressing and then press start again to uh. So um, To sort it. I love sorting it. Like, I have to do <laughs> it all the time. Because it keeps them all together. Like, you won't... You'll be like, oh, no, I need... I just want, like, a shitty weak hammer. And all I got are awesome shiny ones. And then, like, the last page is, like, where the shitty hammer is. Like, He's, wanted. like, tucked away, yeah, like, at the back of your
4: scrapbook. I don't like the way it sorts stuff sometimes, though. Like, on my main page, I have the the giant lucky cat and a giant hammer that I found somewhere. Like, I
5: don't like those on my main page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like those all towards the end. but And then, like, because... I have the same thing, where, like, I have a a giant shoe, and then, like, you know, like, like, boots and stuff, and at the end, there's other special ones, like, some ice cream and stuff, like, but I don't know why all the special stuff just isn't together, but whatever. But, like you guys said, like, running out of stickers is not a problem, like, I think for anyone who hasn't gotten to this game yet, that I can't imagine that being an issue, like... No. It's next to impossible, and... It's ridiculous. I can, like, it's not gonna happen. Like, you have to, I don't know what would have to happen for you to lose them. I, I felt like I was low on stickers
0: early in the game. Like, once I, once you get out of Calberg, I think once I got through the first level in World 1, I did go back to the shop to buy some more stickers, because you you only get two pages in the very beginning, which you, you can't hold very much. So I think I did go restock once, but then, since then, I, I've never had to, like, buy stickers because I was low. The only reason I've had to buy stickers is because certain puzzles require certain stickers, Um, and you know, sometimes you don't have them, which is such a pain to have to go like all the way back to town to buy like a fire sticker to melt snow, which you guys will see soon enough. (laughs) You guys will get there. Um, yeah. So like some of those environmental puzzles where you need specific stickers, stickers kind of blow and you got to go track them down. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not too bad. You're never going to really run out. Um, but it is still an interesting mechanic, um, that the sticker system and I don't know, like I, I I I could leave it. Like I think it's well implemented, but I I could happily go back to just like traditional equipment item learn new, you know, abilities as
5: you go through the game and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a lot I think a, a big hang up for a lot of people is the loss of like experience points and yeah, <clears throat> leveling up and stuff like that, which I I I can see why it's missing and like it doesn't really bother me. Like I think this works perfectly fine as far as combat goes. Um but I certainly do miss, like, the um, offensive mechanics of, like, when you're being attacked. Like, right now, it's just, like, block, but you will take damage. Mm-hmm. And before, like, if you timed it, you could either take no damage or hurt the enemy And like, yeah. Thousand Year Door. I think that's really lame that it's gone, and it's like, because it's, like, all tied to stickers, I guess they're like, well, then Mario can't use his hammer to, to, without using a sticker, but then he jumps in the game without using a sticker every time to jump. so right. I think that, that idea just gets thrown out right away. Like, well, he uses his hammer if you if you hammer an enemy
0: to start a battle. Yeah, that's he true, too. Like, hammer. I don't know,
5: but in battle you can't defend yourself with it. it. Right. It's so weird.
0: That's true, and you're guaranteed to take damage. Even if you per- block an attack perfectly, like, you never take zero damage, Um which is kind of a pain. But,
5: but the um, battle spinner's good. Do you guys use that
0: a lot oh yeah every well every boss battle I, I only say, use it sure. in boss battles, yeah,
5: I never buy stickers I never have any need like um uh so I just you know I just build a mass of a crazy collection and then uh in battles, I just blow through the stickers um for people who haven't played it yet, like the battle spinner it's almost just like a roulette system, and the first time you bring it up it's just you know three random things spinning and if you can get two or three of a kind it'll uh, it'll let you it'll let you use two or more stickers depending on if you get two or three. And, uh, but you can also kind of like pay more money into it. And like the first time it makes sure that you at least get two. So that's a good way to pay to get to that. And then if you, uh, pay more, uh, then it slows down very, very quickly. So you can kind of have a better chance of getting three which I never get. I never get three. And if I do get three, it's the three poison mushrooms. So <laughs> it's like, you get three moves, but you also get poison, and it's terrible. I've never gotten the poison I mushroom. always get the poison. Poisoner <laughs> coins, but I think I got the coins once, and I've got the poison, like, three times. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, it goes so slow, you should be able to easily skip the poison.
5: I think it's like, I get, so <laughs> So now when I do it, what I'm doing is, um, I wait and watch for the slow one, for the poison one to happen, and then I go. Then I'm like, okay, I can go right now. But before, I'd be like, oh, I just want to get this over with him. I'd hit it, and then I would just end up with poison. Always do the poison. Oh, it's the worst, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've matched three probably, like, three
0: times throughout the entire game, and I'm, like, 13 hours into it. So, yeah, three is very, very hard, but even two is enough to give you a pretty good advantage.
4: It feels like it's more luck than timing. More it
0: is. Than anything. Yeah. It, that, it really is. Yeah, I mean... the
5: third little roulette wheel that I... that does not slow down. That one stays fast like all the, through any stage of it. Right. So it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to um to match up.
5: Yeah. It's just good for boss battles because one weird thing is that this game does not let you choose who you attack. Uh the the enemies line up and uh the first sticker always goes towards the first enemy, second sticker towards the second, and third towards the third. So you kinda like you can kinda strategize with it, but it can be kind of complicated, but you know, there'll be attack stickers that attack all the enemies, but it's just weird when you were like, "I want to attack the second guy, who I jumped on to hurt, to injure him, to get into this battle, so I know he's weak, but I have to kill the first guy first. Right? Yeah, because he's in the middle, of,
0: like the middle of the line. Yeah, that's kind of a weird addition to the battle system but like you said there's stickers that will attack the group in total or that will attack like the first two enemies and that kind of stuff but that is why the battle spinner is great for boss battles because if he has like any lackeys with him, then you can use that to like clear out what's in front quickly and then you know get to the harder enemy um but i will say the the loss of an experience system kind of like diminishes i don't know how much i actually want to battle (laughs) like it gets to a point as you get further into the game that it's just like there's no reason to fight any of the enemies on the map. Like, you have to fight the bosses, obviously, but as far as just, like, random little, like, Goombas and Koopas, you know, who just are on the, you know, in the, throughout the levels, there's no reason to stop and fight them, really. Well,
4: well I'm not sure. I I kind of noticed this. I'm not sure if it's actually a real thing, but I seem to think the more enemies you fight during a stage equals more coins you get at the end of the stage after you reach the, the gold goal star
0: and the coins, like, rain down from the sky. There might, yeah, no, I, I that... Think you're right. That, okay. that, there's probably something linked to that, and I and you get coins for beating enemies too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just you know, just even after the battle, you.
4: I get I just a noticed points. that like when I
0: run through a uh, stage and I don't
4: battle any enemies, I
5: barely get any coins raining down on me. Yeah. Sure. And the coins are really for buying more stickers and the battle spinner. So I don't know, like just and if I'm not buying stickers, then there's no real need for it. It's like it's just a weird thing where you're like the coins are like okay, but. I don't know. I think, like, you can buy. Yeah. As you go through the stages, you'll see, like, silhouettes of doors. And later on in the game, you can buy stickers that allow you access to those secret stages. So, like, sorry, just secret areas. Um, so I think in that case, like, then you would kind of want money because you want to buy this expensive sticker. But I have no need for that. I do not care. So. Yeah, I don't care either. Where I, am I, I'm not going to go. I was go telling ahead.
4: Tyler before the recording, but I, I buy so many stickers to paperize things because, um, especially in the in the desert area I, this is kind of a spoiler maybe so skip ahead 30 seconds but um you need the vacuum to clear out the dust and i couldn't figure out that i needed the vacuum so i was just buying stickers and, and just sticking them and there. just sticking them there and then i i needed them again later and oh i just ran into so much issues i burned through like 800 coins
0: <laughs> oh god yeah so that's bad the the only time i've ever really like burnt through money is i think actually the fight with the blooper um, which, Tyler, have you beaten the blooper, or you're at the blooper? I'm
5: at the blooper, and okay. I get really close, and then you can get poisoned. Yeah. So, if you probably, like, but, uh, it seems like I'm playing it poorly. You know, so. what, you know what
0: you need? You need the one-up mushroom. Um, because when you use the one-up mushroom for ten turns, it, get, it refills your health uh, by ten points every turn. Yeah. I have
5: never even. I don't think I've even found one. Like I think I've just used standard mushrooms.
0: Yeah, there's yeah one up mushrooms. I think you can um you find them and I think you can buy them from like the um, the store. I I want to say it's actually the store that's in in the first world, like world one five, or level yeah world. Yeah. 1-5. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's like a little store up there that you can get to. Yeah, um, they sell the doors, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I. Th- No, wait, no, World 1-5 doesn't sell the doors. The one that sells the doors are the ones, uh, is the shop in the forest. Oh, okay. And, like, the lookout. But if you go to, um, to World 1, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's World 1-5. It's a secret one. You have to, yeah, you have to get through, like, World 1-3 or something through the secret exit to get it. Um, but, yeah, when you do, I think there's a little shop there and you can buy them. But, yeah, that, that will totally make that fight easier for you. Because you're not wasting a sticker, or you know, refilling your health. It'll just take care of it for you every turn, so... I think it's enough that it heals,
5: like, what you're losing from the poison. So, that's what you and, and And you brought up an interesting thing to say there, just for listeners, is, like, the stage, like, the game, probably because it is a handheld game, they're broken up into levels, like, more clearly defined, like, Mario classic kind of levels, where it's just a beginning and an end, and there are secret exits, and you get them through various means, but... Uh, It just makes things more bite-sized. Like you don't have to spend an hour just to clear through an area and wait and hope you can find a save thing. Like there's a, it's really rare to have a save button in the middle of a of a stage. It's just you kind of just beat it and get over with and save up the world map.
0: Absolutely, unless there's a boss battle or something. But you're right. Yeah, for the most part, it's just like, yeah, the level is just small enough. My my complaint though, and, and like my biggest complaint, if we're going to get to that now, is how the game relies on things. Um, which are the real-world items. you We've already mentioned a handful of them um, that you find in the game that you can turn into stickers and use. So, like, scissors or a radiator or a vacuum cleaner or a sponge or a million other things. It was, like, leading up to this game, after seeing E3, it was like, oh, that's cute. There's a cat statue, scissors, and, like, I think that was pretty much all we saw. And it was like, that's cool. There's going to be, like, a few things in it. And then you play the game, and you're finding things fucking every minute. <laughs> and, like, you need specific ones to progress in levels. And, like, my biggest problem with that is it's not self-contained within that level. So it's, like, you're not in a level where you need the vacuum cleaner, but the vacuum cleaner is just hidden somewhere else in that level. It's, like, you got to go back to a whole other world and find the vacuum cleaner in some secret hidden spot. And if you didn't get it the first time you went through that level, and now all of a sudden you need the vacuum cleaner, you really have no idea, like, where to go. There's a little bit of a hint system, but I find it, like, almost completely ineffective. Um, that's exactly what I was describing earlier, though, where <laughs> I didn't know what to use. Exactly, so you 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 threw every sticker you had on there, to no avail. So it's like the game almost forces you to use a walkthrough, unless like you really just are so in love with the game that you're willing to go through every single level and explore like every nook and cranny. Um, which I mean, if that's what you
5: want to do, cool. <laughs> I, I but... never really had a problem, like like personally, like <clears throat> the things, the puzzles that use things. I never really had too much of an issue, like. I found that I would just find them, like, naturally like, through the course of the game, and I was such a weird, like, thing hoarder that I, like, never used them, and I just kept them around, and my book would just fill up like crazy, but I was always too afraid to use them, but what I would agree, most, like, 100% on is that the things, some of them are tied to, like, boss battles, and, uh, like, they're really obtuse, like, I would never be like, oh, obviously use this, I think right now, the boss I'm at, it's, it's a bit more clear, but even still, of, like, the, the item I mean, use just based on, like, what he is and what this item does, but, um, uh, it's definitely more clear, but still, you gotta use it at a certain point, and that point is not made clear, and in the case where I'm at now, if I use, if I say I have two moves, if I use this special item, and then a standard one after that, then it'll, like, go away, I and mean, you can't use it, doesn't matter, then it's, like, lost, and it serves no point. So it's, like, you have to, like, take that into account, like, it's just all these unknown things that... Otherwise, make the boss fights, like, a total nightmare if you don't know to use a thing like Oh, it. yeah. I mean, almost unbeatable,
0: really. I mean, the the very, like, the second boss, Yeah, it? I, that's I just ran
4: into that issue myself. That second boss, you need a certain item, and you need to use it at a certain phase during the fight. It's or... the, um,
0: what, God, what, what's that enemy called? The big cactus guy. <laughs> I don't, uh. I wrote it the name of my review. I can't remember the name of him. No, I was going to say Wriggler. That's not right. No, that's the little, like, caterpillar guy. Well, anyway, I mean, if you've played a Mario game, you know who he is. He's from Super Mario World, he's the cactus guy, Yoshi can eat him. Oh, Pokey, yeah, you're right, it's it's, po- it's Pokey. What happens in, in that fight, I mean, there's just to let you guys know now, there's going to be spoilers in this conversation. So if, if you haven't played the game and want absolutely no spoilers, then... I guess, turn it off. But you're going to need spoilers anyway, because I doubt you're going to get very far in the game without reading walkthroughs, regardless, so... Um, but yeah, so you find a giant pokey with, like, 300 health, and this is, like, the second boss in the game, so you've probably got, like, what, like, maybe 35 health? I have 45 added. Oh, well, Patrick had a 45, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, you're pretty much, like, boned if you're going to try to just use your stickers, um... So what you have to do is you find a baseball bat, like, three levels earlier or two levels earlier. You turn that into a sticker, and then you use the baseball bat to knock out the segments of his body. So then it's just his head on the ground.
5: Yeah, um, but the thing is, too, is, like, he has four segments, and you have to wait. You have to attack him naturally and get him down to, like, three segments. Like, is that correct? Like, that's that's what the walkthrough he, uh, said.
0: He, he builds up. He starts the fight just as his head, and then each turn he gets a segment of his body back. And he, you're right, you have to wait until he has... Either three or all the segments. In I this. waited
4: until all four were up. Okay, yeah, network. and
0: then then you have to use the bat. Yeah, and then you knock the segments away, and that drops his health down to 100 max, and then then you can beat him. But, yeah, without it, I mean, you'll use every single sticker you have and probably not be able to, to completely beat him without that bat. It's
4: It's just um, weird. Like, who would think I need to use a baseball bat on this pokey to knock away his right
0: and like <laughs> the thing is you'd never use those stickers during regular battles so it's like you're just not prepared for that especially so early in the game like you wouldn't think that now there there are some clues like for instance when you start the battle it does say play ball and which yeah which is kind of a little hint it does when the battle starts it says play ball and so
4: after i was done with the fight i recognized the whole area was kind of like a stadium and then it it, it made more sense to me then after i was
0: done and and, and when you pull out the baseball bat it plays um like, um, I, some sort of, like, kind of classic baseball, like, chant or cheer, but to the tune of, like, um the World 1-1 theme from the original Super Mario Brothers. So, like, it's really cool. Like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, it's really creative in that way. And, I mean, it's fun once you figure it out what you need to do, but it's just aggravating. <laughs> like, basically, you're expected to go to that battle and lose and then go back, get the baseball bat, and come back. I mean there's just no way you'd think they have the baseball bat for that. It's not till you start the fight that it says play ball and like you notice the stadium and all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of a pain. Um and I feel like the the game does that a lot where it's just like you get to a point and then it completely like halts all progression because you have to go back and go back to your inventory and then make a sticker out of something and then come back and it's just kind of a pain. I don't I don't know why the I don't understand this obsession with
5: things that the game has. But uh, one thing that I would speak very highly of is like the like just the levels themselves. Like the puzzles in them are very creative and interesting, and like it's almost like akin to like a Zelda game. Like the you're in these dungeons, and <clears throat> there's like secret doorways like that are very crazy hidden, and sometimes you're you just gotta look at things and be like, well, that looks kind of weird and crumpy and you'll hit it with your hammer, and then all of a sudden like the world just starts falling apart around you and, like, opened up, opens up new ramps and stuff like that. It's really, really interesting, and it, I don't remember that it ever being like that in any of the previous Game around games. Like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, they just have, like, weird, like, environmental puzzles, like, that you're kind of, like... E- and it's interesting, like, you have to remember that you're in a sticker-based world, and, like, one is, like, as you're trying to cross a bridge, there's events blowing, blowing across and blowing at you, and it'll knock you off the bridge, and basically you have to go under the bridge and look, and, you know, the view changes, and it shifts... To look at where those, you know, the vents, and then you just put stickers over the vents, and then you can cross the bridge. And it took me a while to realize that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, neat!" And if you paperize, it's just you hit the Y button, and the screen kind of falls down, and Mario's uh, hovering above it. And you put stickers over wherever you want. There's always like little boxes where you, where you can put stickers. So they don't just leave it incredibly open, and you have no idea what to do. But um, so that kind of helps out. The, the environment, you, you
4: mentioned how, you, like, the puzzles are, like, in the environment. I just remember there was that one instance in World 1, I forget which level specifically, but you, like, just use your hammer on something and everything in the whole level just begins falling over.
5: Oh, I just yeah, thought that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, there's just really neat. And uh, they do more than any of the previous Paper Mario's. Like, I remember even before thinking, like, why do they put such a focus on Mario being made of paper when the rest of the world, like, Barely has anything to do with it, like they never really played with that concept well at all, but this game they certainly do, and everything's like crumpled up and folded and um they play with cardboard and just the, the environment like you can knock over bushes like they hide stuff behind bushes like you wouldn't believe it's crazy. you just hammer it and it falls down, and everything just looks like stage props it's really interesting
0: right yeah totally and i I really love that I do think there's a, like a much stronger conviction to the theme of like paper <laughs> um it, it's really well utilized in this game and i mean that is the shame it's like the game looks great and i love the style and there's i i do love the conviction to the uh the paper theme um that, you know throughout and that's why i just wish the the boss fights and the puzzle solving were a little bit like better executed because the game really like i don't know for i mean zelda games don't really look inviting to everyone i don't think like you know i think there's you specific group of people who would go and pick up and play a zelda game but, like mario is so iconic that it's like easy for anyone to see a Mario game and, like, kind of want to play it. Like, when I got Paper Mario to review it, my girlfriend, like, saw the case and just, like, fell in love with it because, like, Mario's adorable and it's all bright and, you know, like, it's just it's a very, like, cute-looking game. But then she tried to play it and she just got frustrated and stopped. <laughs> like, that, it, that's
5: me back with Super Mario RPG. Like, I was like, wow, I was, like, a kid and I was like, what is this game? This is terrible. Like, what yeah. is going on?
0: Yeah, so it's just, like, it, it's... And that's fine. I mean, the game doesn't have to be, like, you know, like dumbed down in any way, I mean, I appreciate that it's trying to be um you know like difficult, but I just wish it was a little like more transparent in its design and like and in, in what you need to do i I find that you get stuck a lot. it's pretty um, vague most of the time, yeah, yeah, totally, um, but what I will say is that the writing and the localization are awesome, like I think the game is really funny most of the time, um and i just I love Kirsty the character and i I just love her relationship with Mario and the different like bosses and all the shit she'll talk to Bowser Junior. and all that kind of stuff. And I'll also say though, just
5: it, but it doesn't compare to the previous ones. Like uh, the, the 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 localization team themselves said that a lot of credit goes to Intelligent Systems for like it being very sight gag. It's like a lot of visual things. Like there's not as much writing or story at all in this in this game as there were in previous titles. So that was a that was a disappointment for me. And I do think that the game is funny, and I do think those those sight gags are good. But um, there's still it's just it's it's totally lacking and there's no the characters are all toads the enemies are all um, common Mario enemies which actually came to light recently with the Iwata ass, where it was like Miyamoto was the one that wanted that <laughs> and it was just like no let's have less story and, and and characters and enemies that people know already like it was like okay was really it's a step down in that regard, but it's still enjoyable. Right. And see I think that feeds into the the problem like I'm
0: talking about with my girlfriend because it looks like it should just be a regular old Mario game. I mean even the world map and stuff, like it just feels like it should be an old Mario game and then it's just completely not. <laughs> um I
5: wonder if she'd like super super Mario, Mario, just because that played like a Mario like where it was you were jumping on the enemies and it had that story and stuff like that. Um, you know, just jumping on enemies to kill them and you didn't right. go into like a separate battle screen but uh Right. I that's its own, that's its own story.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think she'd like it once you get into the levels, but if I remember correctly, that game had a lot of like issue too, where it's like between levels. I felt like it was very hard to get to the next level, especially as you got further on, like you had to go through like kind of the world area. Yeah,
4: that hub like, world was really world. confusing to navigate.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I could see her easily getting stuck in that too. Um, I got stuck in that. That's probably why I stopped playing. I just couldn't figure out where to go next and just never went back to it. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's Paper Mario Sticker Star. I mean, do you guys have any, anything else you wanted to say about it?
4: I wanted to mention the music because it's fantastic. Oh, plastic. yeah.
0: Damn it. You're right. I, I think yeah. it was
4: Neil, I think, on Twitter that said he played, like, Paper Mario and then New Super Mario Bros. U, and you can just see how lazy they are in that game compared that, to Paper I actually Paper said Mario. that. Oh, was it you? Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. I
0: said I said <laughs> that, and that's okay. I said that Nintendo land like, between... Nintendo Land and Paper Mario, it's like, the music's so good in both of those, and it really exposes how lame the music is in New Super Mario Bros. U. Up until The Last World. Have you guys made it to The Last World in New Super Mario Bros. U? I'm, I'm in the, uh, whatever mountain area it is. I can't remember. Okay, so you're, you're just shy of it. Yeah, just shy of that cloud area. Okay, and then after the cloud area, you get to Peach's castle. But it, okay. in the very, I mean, it's you know, it's just music. Hopefully, you don't think this is like a crazy no, no. spoiler. But the the music for the last like world, the that plays like on the world map is like this crazy like haunting rendition of um the castle theme from Mario sixty four. Oh, and it's really really cool. Like like it just it's super like kind of like dark and like ominous, but like you recognize that like the the music is like just being upbeat and happy. So it's kind of cool hearing it in this light. It's totally awesome. I'll have to look forward to that. That was the one exception. But every other music track in that game is kind of lame. Um <laughs> But yeah, Paper Mario, the music's great. Like, whether it's just original music or just kind of, like, spin-offs of, of just classic themes. There's um, a lot of it that just feels really jazzy to me.
4: <laughs> I don't yeah, know if, if that's a good way to describe it. Yeah,
5: yeah it's very upbeat. Yeah, I, w- I would totally agree with that. It made me think a lot of, like, Epic Yarn. Like, just, Epic Yarn was noted for how jazzy it sounded, and it just... Play with old Kirby things, and I think this is the same. Like really interesting takes on Mario music. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, th- this game,
0: apart from difficulty, is is very much like you know, sort of like Epic yarn. I felt like Epic yarn was very much, uh, you know, like convicted to the uh, the craft theme, which you I couldn't think die in, in that game this. either. <laughs> That's true, and you couldn't die in that game. But I I think they <laughs> took a lot of what Epic yarn did and then applied it to this. As far as like Tyler, what you were saying, like like the all the environments feeling like paper and, and cardboard and all that kind of stuff um, versus the other
5: games. So, I think the only thing that I would want to say is, like, <laughs> I think of the... T- I, I, just from reading your review and <clears throat> the score you gave it, which I don't really want to contest scores like that, but and be like, I would give it a bigger number than you. But I do... I'm more high on the title, and, and I do realize that this entire podcast is so easy to, to just drown in the negative, but it's still a good game. It's just that there's the the stuff the, the decisions that were made were really, really odd, and I don't know if it's something to do with getting this game out. Like, this was Nintendo's holiday game in, in North America, and that's why Miyamoto had to step in and be like, no, no, you gotta cut down the story. Or uh, if this is just the way they want to take the decisions. I don't know if Intelligent Systems has some sort of issue where, like, they don't want to burn out making very uh, common JRPGs. Like, they just finished Fire Emblem, and they have to get Paper Mario out now. So, uh, I don't know if that was an issue, and they just kind of want to just keep using PM Mario as, like, an experiment for, like, JRPGs or something, but mm-hmm. um, but it's still very enjoyable. I'm having a lot, I would never tell anyone not to play it, but I think sure. just the problems with it are so odd, and you know that they, it's not like Nintendo to to have these weird boss fights where you, you need to come prepared with an obscure item that you likely missed, that you may not have at all. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I I enjoy the game.
0: I'll beat the game. I'm sure. I'm, I'm. I mean, I I promise myself I'll beat the game. I I want to beat a Paper Mario game, um, and it's totally fun. Like when things are clicking, when you're going through the levels, like you know, and and you're just progressing, it's totally awesome. I mean, it's great. Um, but then you just hit those road bumps where things just come to a complete halt and you gotta either go find an item or at least just go back and get the item and then figure out what you gotta do with it. Cause like you said, it's not even so much just having an item, especially in the boss fights. It's like you gotta use it at the right time. So there's just a lot of like trial and error. If they did um, something
4: as simple as letting you like paperize on the go so you don't have to go all the way back to the town to create yes. that specific item. Yes, That'd that's a, really a good point way.
0: too, yeah, because those items are in your inventory, like the baseball bat or the scissors, but you can't use them in battle until you turn them into stickers. And you're right, you have to go all the way back to, um, to town to do that or to one of the, you know, I, I think you can also do it in the shop in the, uh, okay. in the forest, okay. but still, you know, it's like you still have to go out to the world map and go to a certain specific level, enter it and then go do it and then leave and go back to where you were. I mean, it would be great if Kirsty, that's just something she could do right in your inventory. Um, yeah, I agree. That would alleviate. Some of the headache there. But, um, yeah, it's a great game. I mean, I said in my review, I gave it a 7.5, and I said I wanted to love this game. I really did, but instead I just like it. And, like, that's fine. You know? (laughs) You know, it's not binary where every game's good or bad. This game is good, but flawed. And that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) That can happen. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Um, so Patrick, Tyler, thanks for being here. Um, you the listener if you've got any thoughts about Paper Mario if you've been playing it um, either leave it in the talkback uh, talk thread or uh, email it's connectivity and World uh, we'll be glad to read those and respond to those and um, yeah we'll talk to you guys later yep bye bye alright and that will do it as always you can send us listener mail to connectivity dot com. Uh, You should follow all of us on Twitter. Um, We gave out our Twitter handles in that first segment, but you can also go to com and look for the Twitter sidebar and uh, find all our usernames there. And uh, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done that. We'd love to uh, get your feedback there. And I will see you guys next week for episode 63.